All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. We are so glad that you are joining us uh, on this morning's broadcast. Uh, Pastor Jonathan Van Hoogen, one of our regular hosts, is with us today. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing very well. Where can people find you if they want to find uh, your ministry? Well, you can look at our Facebook page, which is Dayspring Reformed Church, or you could uh, go on the web at church at dayspringboise.com. How long have you been a minister for? Uh, I've been a minister since uh, 87, 1987. Wow, that's awesome. And I was um, (laughs) nine years old in 1987. So was I. Were you I born was yet? You were four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, guest host today, Ryan Hemphill, Pastor Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. Three times in a row. Yeah, that is awesome. Good and you are a, you are a fellow Westminster buddy. I am. Yep. I love the standards; they're so great. They are. Why I should do. people study um, the the confessions, the the catechisms? Well, it's it's a good, succinct summary of what Scripture teaches. So, if you want to. A nice, good summary. I mean, it's not scripture itself, but it does give us a summary of what God teaches us in scripture. Yeah. So Westminster has a shorter and longer catechism, which are questions and answers, but it also has a confession of faith that goes through, uh, you know, chap, uh, you know, when I say chapters, there are several long paragraphs on on different subjects of theology. Yeah. The most important things to believe. The doctrine of God, scripture. Yep. Doctrine of the church, doctrine of the future. That's right. Yep. Well, I am Josh Bales. I am a pastor at The Well Boise. You can find us at thewellboise.com. And then one of our pastoral interns, Ben Rao, glad you're here today. Again? <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> but we're mostly glad you're here. Oh, thank you. I'm always glad to be here. <laughs> well, uh, we've been talking about the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. This past Sunday was Ascension Day. Uh, 40 days after Jesus rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven. And this isn't just a fact of history. There's meaning behind it. There were benefits that uh, that we as believers receive because Jesus ascended into heaven, uh, namely that he led uh, captivity captive from Ephesians 4. He gave gifts to men. Um, he um, poured out the Holy Spirit, John sixteen seven. He is preparing a place for us, John fourteen three. He is making intercession for us, Hebrews seven twenty five. So all of these benefits flow from the fact that Jesus ascended into heaven. Now today we are going to talk about Psalm one hundred and ten, um, verse one. Um, now this. You know this because you're you're like a psalm expert, right? <laughs> you guys sing the psalms at we your do church. Sing. Yes, I love do. how yeah. much you quote the psalms here. It's so you rich. Will, you'll be you'll be singing Psalm one ten this sun, uh, last Sunday. You would have sang it probably on Ascension Day. Uh, I maybe <laughs> you just betrayed the fact that we're recording these in advance. Oh, that's right. Ah, sorry. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, I'm just saying, right. Yeah, that's that, what we'll would have been, you know, Psalm 24, Psalm 110 would have been yep. typical uh, psalms to be sung on Ascension Day. Yeah. Yep. So um, Psalm 110 reads, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Mm. So that's 
confusing language. Jesus quotes this when he's questioning the the Pharisees in, right. in the gospel. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he says, how can the Lord say to my Lord if if David's son, wh- what is David talking about? Yeah, here? what's his relationship? Yeah, yeah da- David is in a tomb. The Lord is resurrected. Right. You know, he, there's no body in the tomb. He's he's And then he was ascended into heaven. Actually, this psalm is, uh, you know, cited uh, – Multiple times by by Jesus and the apostles, probably the most is it the most it quoted. Is, it is the most psalm quoted in, in, Old Testament scripture. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. and so you know, pointing to um, you know you know Christ as uh, as the Messiah and also his accomplishments. You know, hints at all the mysteries of the incarnation and and the ascension there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Lord said to my Lord. So the first Lord is the Father. The Father. Yep. Mm-hmm. Said to my Lord. The son, the Messiah. The son of David. Yep, so sit at my right hand. There's the ascension. So we quoted a couple mm-hmm. programs ago that in Daniel 7, Jesus, when he ascended into heaven, God the Father gave him all authority. So this is him mm-hmm. giving him all authority. Sit at my right hand, son, until I make your enemies your footstool. So mm-hmm. I actually think that um, a lot of people, um, maybe, maybe perhaps even in the Reformed community, think that, well, Jesus is king, but he's kind of like um, a boxer in a boxing ring, and he's waiting for the bell to ring again to come back in. Oh, right. And yeah. that bell is the second coming. And so he's really kind of just, he's not really doing anything. Well, that's not what this verse says. This verse says that Jesus is actively, between the first and second coming, putting his enemies under his footstool right now. Yeah. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, we and, we and we, we also we oftentimes refer to this period of time as the session of Christ that you know he's he's sitting in session he's sitting he's uh he's governing and uh, with authority you know from the throne. Yeah. Okay, and even so, going back to like to Psalm 2 that we mentioned in a previous episode where it ends there kiss the son lest his wrath be kindled. And so we have there he, that's an it's an act it's a picture of an active reign in judging that Jesus, the Son, is doing, yeah. mm-hmm. and that nations are called to kiss him, pay yeah. homage to him. Not just the church, no, but, but nations, nations would have meant yeah. uh, those ethnos outside of Israel in, yeah. in Psalm chapter 2, Yep, right? Yep. And, and it, notice Psalm 2 says, uh, kiss the Son lest you perish in the way. Right. So we, we believe, of course, that at the end of this age when Jesus returns, that there will be this final... Um, uh, destruction of his enemies but psalm 2 is saying that in history perish in the way mm-hmm. that there are nations that are falling in history mm-hmm. because of their refusal to worship the lord jesus christ right. that's a global claim right. mm-hmm. and that's part of what psalm 110 is talking about of god bringing his enemies under his feet as a footstool yep i mean if you think about the imagery of a footstool it's like the most humbling position to be i mean you're got your foot like resting on it you know it's 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 a picture of submission and complete domination yep so obviously there's two ways that he defeats his enemies one way is he defeats his enemies through regeneration <laughs> we were we were we his were, enemies yep. yeah. and he defeated us through sending the holy spirit but then there's another way that he defeats his enemies is through judgment through those mm-hmm. who don't kiss the son so what are some of the enemies that jesus has already that we can look at what are some of the enemies that jesus has already put under his feet well, we already made reference to the fact that he's done that with Satan. He triumphs over him at the cross, and um, you know we know that this the the enemy of this uh, our enemy, his enemy, is already judged in this world because of that. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Now, so there's a sense in which that Satan is bound in this age, right? Can we like parse that out a little bit? In what sense is Satan still active, and in what sense is Satan uh, bound and defeated? Well, he's still prowling around like a roaring lion. Then the scripture gives us that that imagery. So he's still very active, very powerful, and dangerous. We're to be watchful and aware, but he has been, in a sense. Uh, neutered. <laughs> um, he's been uh, rendered powerless as far as the prince of the power of the air, as he is called, the ruler of this world, the prince of darkness. If you consider the nations around Israel throughout redemptive history, there was a real, I think, power that seemed that Satan had over the nations of the world. And when he offered it to Christ in his temptation, I think that was a real offer yeah. that he was giving him. But through Christ's work, I mean, how many nations still have like false idols and gods that they regularly sacrifice to? I mean, I'm sure they're there. Yeah, lots, but but, but, but not to the extent. And right. there's been a diminishing of his power. He's still very powerful. But. Yeah. Well, in in Revelation 20, so we we all mm-hmm. hold the same view, I believe, on Revelation 20, where uh, it, it gives us imagery of this this uh, this angel coming down. And if you compare it with the the first part of the book, we we know this is Lord Jesus Christ. He grabs a hold of Satan and he he throws him in this bottomless pit to where he's bound for mm-hmm. for this this age. And and he specifically tells us what this binding means. It means that he can no longer deceive the nations wholesale. Right. Right. Yep. Uh, I mean. If we just reflect for a moment, what what was happening in the world before the cross? Well, you right. mentioned Israel. Yeah. Israel was the only nation that had the light of the gospel. Yeah. The Moabites didn't have it. The Philistines didn't have it. The Romans, Babylonians didn't have it. Greeks. The Rome. The, the whole world was in darkness. Yeah. I mean, if we, I mean, if you think it's bad now, just get in a t- get in your DeLorean time machine and, and go back, you know, and you'll find that it was way or your worse. Telephone booth or your telephone booth. Yeah, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That would work. Um, that's what uh, you were referring Who. to. Uh, Doctor Who. A, a police box. Yeah, okay. uh, <laughs> is it a police box? Sorry. It looks like a telephone booth to me. I, I was know. going with Bill and Ted. Sorry. Okay. That, Either one. Yeah, the time, time travel. Yeah. <laughs> but after the cross, so mm-hmm. there, there's um, a gospel witness in most nations of the world. Now, yeah. there's still you know places like North Korea where that gospel witness is very, very suppressed. Yeah. But that is not what was happening before the world, before the cross. Why? Because Satan had the dominion to uh, deceive every single nation. That's what Jesus snatched from him. Yeah. In his resurrection and ascension. Yeah. So that was one of the enemies that he put under his feet. Right. Yep. Are there any other enemies that he's placed under his feet? Do you think? Sin. Yep. Sin. That's mm-hmm. right. The power of sin. Power of sin, for, especially for with believers. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Death. Mm-hmm. Uh, that death yeah. is only a beast thing now. Us. Um, us, yeah. We were rebellious and hateful towards him, and he has subdued us yep. and brought us in a loving way, as you said, regeneration, yep. bringing us to himself. Yep. I might be opening up a can of worms here because we only have a couple minutes left, but <laughs> um, he also put Israel under his feet. Mm-hmm. If, if you read the book of Matthew, you'll find that one of the things that Matthew does is he shows that Jesus is giving an indictment against the nation of Israel. He talks about the, the root is already laid at the root. Um, the ax is already laid at the root of the trees. Um, he says, I'm going to take this kingdom away from you and give it to a people bearing fruit. And then you get to Matthew 24 and you find that Jesus, uh, right after he gives these seven woes against mm-hmm. 
the the Jews in Matthew chapter 23, he says, this is what's going to happen. This is the judgment against Israel. They were judged because they rejected their Messiah. He mm-hmm. came to his own, and his own received him not. Right. Mm-hmm. So so 70 AD mm-hmm. is a is a very huge event in redemptive history because it 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 happened, you know, just in in one generation yeah. uh, from Jesus ascending into heaven. And it basically serves as a as a type. In, in one sense, a type of any other nation that refuses to bow the knee to the Lord Jesus Christ. If, if Jesus is willing to do this to his own covenant people who don't bow the knee to him, what, mm-hmm. will he not do that with the rest yeah. of the nations? What chance does anybody else have? Yeah, I mean, yeah. for me, when, when this truth came alive to me, it, it moved from to where, you know, we talk about Jesus being a, or God's being tribal gods, the God of Philistine, mm-hmm. the God of Moab, the God of Babylonian. Jesus is not a tribal God. No. He's God over every tongue and tribe and nation, even those whom he hasn't redeemed. He's a God over all peoples. Yep. yep. And this is in, in the great type of the salvation that we have in Christ in the Exodus. One of the things that's pointed to is the fact that God is over all the earth. Yeah. I mean, nowhere else in human history did another God come into basically another God's territory and humiliate them and bring out his people. Yeah. And that's exactly what God did to the Egyptian gods. And, and it's what he's doing today. Yep. And if we point to the fact that, well, but but look at this nation or look at that nation. Well, the, the ascension of Christ doesn't mean that he's going to do it right away. He right. does it progressively throughout history. Yep. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We are so glad that you have been um, listening to this broadcast. If you've missed any of these shows on the Ascension, just go subscribe to our podcast at the Gospel for Life. And uh, we'd also like to invite you to our upcoming conference coming up October 21st and 22nd. This is our annual Reformation Boise Conference. Dr. Joel Beakey, Dr. Derek Thomas is going to be coming this year. The topic is on the church. It's such an important doctrine. Um, please don't miss it. Go to ReformationBoise.com. We'll see you next time.